0: And so I think story is vital. If we want to keep attention, we have to make sure it's beneficial for the person who we are communicating with. Stories are memorable, repeatable, and retweetable. People won't remember the statistics you give them, but they may remember the stories you tell them.
1: I'm Ben Amos. Join me as we dive deep into how some of the best in business, marketing, content creation, and education wield powerful and effective stories to engage audiences and drive action. Welcome to Engage With Story. Sorry, what did you say? Oh, sorry, I wasn't listening. Can you say that last bit again? Don't you remember me telling you this? Okay, time to be honest with me. How often do you find yourself either saying these things or having someone say them to you? Come on, be honest. For me, I'm sorry to say, it's a far too regular occurrence. And not because I don't mean to not be paying attention, it's just that, well, let's be fair, there's an awful lot of distraction around us today, isn't there? The fact of the matter is, for all of us, we lead busy lives, full of distraction, interruption, notifications, shiny objects, and conflicting priorities pulling us from one place, thought or conversation to another, all day, every day. But what effect is this really having on us? In our relationships, in our work, in our family time as as humans? Well, my guest today on Engage With Story is here to explore with me all about the power of attention and her new book, Attention Pays, how to drive profitability, productivity, and accountability. Neen James is the author of now two books with her first book titled Folding Time. In 2017, she was named one of the top 30 leadership speakers by Global Guru because of her work with companies like Viacom, Comcast, and Abbott Pharmaceuticals, among others. Now, as well as an author, she's a keynote speaker, facilitator, and leadership consultant. And as you're about to hear, Her ability to inject enthusiasm and masses of energy and quick wit into anything she does is just incredible. Now her passion today is in sharing her powerful strategies for paying attention to what matters so you can get more done and create more significant moments at work and home. And to be honest, when I was first introduced to her, I just felt I just had to have her on the show. And of course, as Neen is an Aussie now making her mark over in the US, it only seemed right to bring her on to Engage With Story and share more about her awesome work and book with you today. Now, in this episode, Neen and I really get deep into exactly how attention pays. We explore exactly what the problem is these days in the first place and how this lack of attention can really impact on many aspects in life and business. We talk about a story, of course, and how this tool can be so effective in combating this attention deficit that we're all faced by. And Neen shares with us her practical tips to help us be more intentional with our attention. Now, I know you're gonna love this chat with Neen, and I know you're also gonna fall in love with Neen as well. So brace yourself for the powerhouse that is Neen James. Neen James, a fellow Aussie to the podcast, welcome to Engage With Story. It's really awesome to have you here, but where are you coming to us from? You're not, you're not in Australia.
0: <laughs> I know. G'day. It's such a treat to hear the Aussie accent, believe me. I live on the east coast of the US, so I'm halfway between Philadelphia and New York in a tiny little place called Doylestown, Pennsylvania.
1: Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Well, it's great to have you here and thanks for carving out the time in your busy schedule around your book launch. We're going to talk about the book in this episode as well, Attention Pays. But before we get into that, for people that haven't heard about Nean James before, I'd love to hear your story. What led you to your passion for working with um, business leaders and helping them understanding the importance of attention?
0: I grew up in corporate business in Australia. I worked in retail banking, telecommunications and the oil industry. And you and I both know not a lot of senior chicks in oil in Australia. When I decided to go out on my own, someone said to me, you know, you should be a speaker. And I remember asking them like, can you make any money out of that? Like, is that a thing? And there's this whole industry associated with speaking. And I, I, I looked around and I heard of something called the National Speakers Association. And so then I remember walking into this room in Sydney in one of those beautiful hotels down at the Rocks. And I walked in and there was all these crazy people, high energy people. And I looked up and they introduced the speaker for the night. And I remember looking up at this guy thinking oh my god like I've found my people well the person who was speaking that night was a legendary speaker in Australia by the name of Matt Church and Matt Church had a massive impact on me because he showed me that you can make a profession out of the art of speaking but he was also legendary at it and so that's how I moved from my entrepreneurial career into my corporate career one of the things that I learned I was really good at in corporate was just getting things done so I became known as someone who was very productive but I realized very quickly, we can't manage time, but we can manage our attention. And so my work and my obsession with attention came as I realized people needed strategies of learning how to pay attention in a world where you and I both know, Ben, everyone is addicted to their devices. People are constantly distracted. And so that's how the work of Attention Pays evolved. It was trying to solve this challenge for my clients about how do they focus on what's really important and who's really
1: important. Yeah, I think you've hit on something that a lot of us do feel like. I think we understand that there is a lot of distractions in our life today, you know, Uh, and you touched on some of those things, the smartphones, the social media, um, media in general is a distraction. But I I would also probably say that a lot of people, don't feel or wouldn't admit to the fact that they have a problem with attention. So what would you say to people who (laughs) who understand distraction? Yeah,
0: Right, right, right. Think about it, Ben. We get told as kids, like pay attention. Our parents tell us to pay attention. Our teachers tell us to pay attention. Oh my God, it's so annoying. People always telling us to pay attention. Right. And we think we're paying attention, but we're not. And I think what we have to think about is especially think about the work that you do, especially with stories and the power of video, Nowadays, instead of sending an email, like what I will do, for example, is when I land in a city, because as a keynote speaker, I like travel and I spend my time in airports, hotels and convention centers. As soon as I land, I grab my cell phone, I shoot a video for the meeting planner that says, I'm so excited to see you guys. I'm landed. I'm safe. Can't wait to see you at soundcheck. And I text that message to my client and what I believe is that little tiny story that says hey I'm safe I'm here I can't wait to see you and using the power of video to do that is a way to get that meeting planner's attention as opposed to just simply sending an email like everyone else does right we have to think about because people are so distracted because people are overwhelmed that they are overtired we need to look for clever ways to grab their attention and keep their attention. Video, as you know, is a powerful way to do that.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love the idea of if you were just to shoot off a quick text message, they'd probably half glance at it and not really pay attention. But they would get the message, so you'd still communicate a message. But you're not taking a moment of their attention and really getting them to connect with you and your excitement to be there and mm-hmm. and your message that you want to communicate of thank you for you know having me as part of your event and that sort of thing. So I love that yeah. you're able to to use the tools that you have at your disposal, which could be used for evil and. You Use it for <laughs> and use it for good of, of carving yeah, out a piece right. of attention. I mean, think
0: about things like Zoom, like Zoom for meetings instead of just doing teleconferences. If you get everyone on Zoom calls, they're less likely to check their email because you have to look people in the eye, right? So being able to leverage the power of that connection point where you can use video to be able to engage with people in such a different way, because not only do you get their attention, you keep their attention.
1: Yeah, I love that. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second here because there's something to be said, I think, or an argument to be made around if you, if you are you know being clever about getting someone's attention through the messaging that you're using like you say sending a video where do you balance that with uh taking someone's attention away from something else you're potentially you know thinking about the person you're communicating to if by sending a video message rather than a quick text message to say i'm here you're taking you're kind of taking attention away from someone Mm -hmm from someone's time does that make sense what I'm saying
0: it absolutely does and I think they have to if I'm going to send a text message that they can read they they're really watching a video the video is probably like 10 seconds long and so I think there's something to be said for the length of attention you're asking of someone as well right and so am I taking attention absolutely am I taking it away from it yeah but you know what's really fascinating Ben is so many meeting planners tell me they pass around that message to all the other people and go oh my god look at this speaker just sent me look at this speaker just sent me it's such a novelty now until they invent something sexier than a video text message which we'll have to discover whatever that is for now that's the way to grab their attention in their busy crazy world but I think the key to the the video message is not that it's video it's that it's personal And that's what I think people are craving, Ben. I think people are craving that real personal connection. In the book, we talk about the fact that we pay attention in three ways, personally, professionally, and globally. And I think we have to be looking for ways to truly think about the person that we're connecting with and what's important to them. And how do we cut through the clutter of everything that's happening for them so that we can not just get it but keep their attention, but it's also going to be focused on them, not on
1: us. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Look in your, in your book, you talk about this concept of attention deficit society. I'd love to unpack that a bit further. Obviously people underst- or probably have heard about the condition of ADD and ADHD, mm-hmm. but yeah. um, you, that's not necessarily what you're talking about. Can you, can you unpack that? What is this attention deficit society that we've Apparently, got ourselves into.
0: Yeah, the attention deficit society is exactly like what you're saying. It's not ADD, right? ADD is something very, very different. I grew up with a family member who had ADD. So I think we use ADD as like a badge of laziness. So people say, Oh, I have attention deficit disorder. No don't lazy like we are using that in the wrong way the attention deficit society has been created because people are suffering from what I'm calling the over trilogy people are overwhelmed they're overstressed and they're overtired and they are desperately trying to get things done but they're multitasking everything they run from one meeting to the next they try and answer their emails at traffic lights they're texting They're videoing they're checking social media they're replying to their emails on a sunday night just because they can't feel like they can get it all done and what's happening is this attention deficit we think we're paying attention and we're paying out so much attention, but we're paying it to the wrong things. And if we really want to fix the attention deficit society, we have to start thinking about paying attention to the right people, the right things, the right way. That's how we solve this attention deficit society we're in.
1: Oh man, it sounds like you're talking directly to me. I'm guilty of all of those things.
0: Um, And by the way, I'm a work in progress, so let's just be very clear for the listeners. This is something that I'm obsessed with. This is something that I'm passionate with, but I literally have to have systems in my own life to pay attention. Like my cell phone has a cover on it, literally a cover, not just a screen, but a cover so that I don't look at it. Like I've created systems in my life to ensure that I pay attention more diligently. So I'm a work in progress, just like everyone listening to this podcast.
1: Yeah, I love that. Um, we touched on a little bit before, but I'd love to explore with you where what role you think storytelling plays in attention, both um, garnering attention, but also in, you know, uh, I guess, paying attention as well. Like, Where does story fit in for you?
0: Well, story is where it all starts, right? Whether if you believe in the Bible, like Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden, or if you believe in cave people and they drew stories on the wall to communicate, stories are our foundation. Stories are in our DNA. A great story will not only grab our attention, it will keep it because we're constantly looking for how is this going to be solved? Where's the conflict? And we're really wanting the, the hero to rise in the journey, right? And so I think story is vital. If we want to keep attention we have to make sure it's beneficial for the person who we are communicating with stories are memorable repeatable and retweetable people won't remember the statistics you give them but they may remember the stories you tell them and when we tell my friend Clay Bear, he is brilliant all his friends call him the brain but he talks about this concept of the portable story what's that portable story that not only you can hear the speaker share with you but then you go to the cocktail party afterwards and then you tell someone else and I think life is full of these as places, these portable stories. And we need to be able to communicate in these small stories to help others understand what we're trying to say, what we want them to feel, things that we want them to understand. Instead of these, I go into so many of my corporate clients and they open up these horrendous PowerPoint presentations and they vomit out all this information and statistics and charts. Nobody cares. But the moment they tell a story, Ben, all of a sudden they have the audience's attention. So being able to tell a story that's beneficial for the person that you're communicating with that's powerful. That's a very cool attention grabbing and keeping technique.
1: Yeah. I love that. And what I, what I really love about what you're saying there is it's not necessarily about those big momentous stories. It's also about Mm -hmm. all the little stories and that idea of portable stories as well. But you know, the stories that you can just use strategically and, and specifically to just carve out those little pieces of attention when you, when you need it most. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. And you're so good at this and you do it with video, you do it with the techniques that you share with people and people listening to this podcast have heard hundreds of strategies of how to get better at those stories. If you really want someone's attention, you have to think about who really deserves your attention and what deserves your attention and how are you going to pay attention in the world? If you want attention, you got to pay attention. If you want to get attention, you got to give attention
1: yeah yeah it's awesome and that ties in as well to another another uh, I guess concept that you you bring up in your book around that idea of intentional attention can you tell us more about what do you mean by intentional attention
0: I think intention is what makes our attention so valuable right intention is really the choices we make and the actions we take it's about consciously choosing who deserves our attention what deserves our attention and how we'll pay attention in the world it's the actions we take that support that and it's really choosing to be quite transformational in the way we do things not doing it the way we've always done it not accepting distracted as the norm not constantly being connected to our devices intention attention is thinking about right here right now how can I truly pay attention because it's my belief that when you pay attention attention pays it pays you back in so many ways
1: yeah yeah look I'd love to get a little bit practical with you so I think this is all well and good. I think listeners and me, we're agreeing that, okay, we need to be paying more attention and being intentional about attention, but how do we actually do that? Is it just, sure. about, is it just about covering up our smartphone screens? And, <laughs> if in only email email inbox?
0: Amazing. Yeah. You know, let's talk about some practical ways we can do this. One, I think the first thing we want to do is to your point about our smartphones, you know, I think we're so much smarter than our smartphones. But that requires us to be diligent. You know, technology is not the enemy of our attention. We are. So we have to consider turning off notifications. We need to put away devices. We need to choose to connect with people. One of my clients is in the media industry and when they have a brainstorming meeting, what they do is they have a basket outside the conference room. Everyone pops their cell phone in the basket. When they go into the meeting, they brainstorm, they get things done, then they pick up their cell phone on the way out. We need to consider device management as one strategy for paying attention, but it's not the only thing we can do. The best lesson I ever had in paying attention then was from a five year old. This five year old is my next door neighbor. He and I were just sitting in the kitchen with his mom Eileen, she and I were just trying to have a cup of coffee. And he kept inserting himself into the conversation, kept asking me all these questions. And then I was answering him, but he was getting so, so much more frustrated with me. And he jumped into my lap and he grabbed my face in his tiny little hands and he turned it towards him in great frustration. And he said, me, listen with your eyes. I mean, it was five. And if we really want to pay attention, we need to heed the advice of a five-year-old and start listening with our eyes. We don't just listen with our ears. We listen with our eyes. We listen with our heart. We listen with our soul. And if we want to pay attention, we have to listen for what's not being said. What are our customers telling us? What is our partner telling us? And then what are they not telling us? And if we're fully present and we're being in that space of intentional attention where we give our undivided attention, that's where we hear some of those things. So I would encourage people not just think about device management, but can they listen with their eyes and truly be intentional in being present in that conversation, in that project, in that meeting, on that drive, while they're in nature. There's so many ways we can pay attention. We are just so used to being distracted.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So in a, I mean, in a business context as well, I'd love to hear from you any examples of how you've seen people really, I guess, transforming the way they're doing things in in business by paying Mm -hmm. attention have you got some good examples
0: absolutely let me give you a really simple thing that we can all do and I do this every day and I've had many of my executives do this whether they are running like Paramount Pictures Viacom MTV some of my media clients or whether it's Johnson & Johnson or Abbott Pharmaceuticals some of the people that I get to play with one of the things I encourage all my executives to do is every day invest an appointment with yourself in 15 minutes identify your top three not negotiable activities. So before your head hits the pillow tonight, what's the three things you must get done? These are not negotiables. These are the things that are going to move you closer to your goals. I encourage all my executives to do this. Now, many of my clients have told me as a result of investing in their three most important activities, they say super focused. Now, I have a pretty fancy way of managing them. I write them on a post-it note. And the reason, The reason I write them on a post-it note, Ben, is because I can carry that stupid little post-it note with me everywhere and it becomes a decision filtering system. Every time I want to waste time, I look at this little silly little post-it note and think, is that going to get me closer to my goals? So what people can do is in business, we have clients who need us, team members who need our attention. We have people that we are standing in service of. We need to think about what are we doing to invest our attention to help achieve those goals. One company I think does this really well. One of my clients is Johnson and Johnson and J and J for short is uh, run by a guy called Alex. Alex Gorsky is the CEO. And what Alex is be- very, very good in realizing is he, he once said, you know, when I have tired leaders, they're boring leaders What Alex is very aware of is that he needs to have his leadership team set the example that they are role models for what I call intentional attention. Alex is creating this culture of intentional attention through their whole organization. He says to his leaders, when you go home at night, look someone in the eye, put the device away, don't be checking your email and ask that person, hey, how was your day? And then connect. Don't be sending emails late at night and I call that stealing minutes. You know, every time as a leader in business we send an email to someone that works with us at night, we're stealing minutes from their family because we're the boss, then people feel like they have to respond, right? Let's stop having those stupid 4 o'clock Friday afternoon meetings when people really just want to be able to wrap up the week and get ready for the weekend. We need to be very conscious when we ask people for their time and attention. And in business, some of my clients have seen huge results by making sure that they start to halve their meetings, so stop having 60-minute meetings, start having 30-minute meetings. They've they've changed the way that people pay attention by changing many of them to video meetings instead of just teleconference meetings. So we need to constantly look for ways to maximise the moments we have with people rather than stealing all this time and wasting people's time.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot in that for anyone, whether they're in... Their own business, working by themselves day to day, or whether they're running a large organisation, I think there's plenty to take away there. I'd love to segue now into your into your book. Attention pays: how to drive drive profitability, productivity, and accountability. What? Wh- why did you write this book? And what? You, what would a reader get out of reading this book?
0: The book was written for the leader, and for me, the leader could be, to your point, it could be someone who is the leader of one one person, the leader of their own company, or it could be in my case, I have many, many corporate clients and they lead hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people. And so I wrote the book for the leader because I think we start there. And what it does is it really unpacks this, what I call the attention pays framework, which is that we pay attention in three ways, personally, professionally, and globally. Personally, it's about who we pay attention to. That's about being thoughtful. Who deserves our attention? Professionally, it's about really what deserves our attention. That's about being productive. And globally, it's about how we pay attention in the world. And that's about being responsible and being a contributor on the planet. And so, one of the things that I want people to think about when they approach a book like this is that we pay attention in all these three ways, but sometimes we're better at it some areas than other areas. And so, personally, being really attentive is about being thoughtful it could be the simplicity of using people's names when you line up at your local coffee place and you meet your barista maybe you actually use their name instead of having your phone buried your head buried in your phone or when you go to Coles or Woolworths or any of those places that you actually look up at the person who's taking your money and serving you you know I think you need to get back to some of that beautiful old-fashioned good manners that we were taught many of us as kids you know so being thoughtful is very important from that attention point of view professionally it's really about doing what you say you're going to do, being a person of integrity who says, here's what I stand for, here's what I'm going to do, declare that and then get people to help you be accountable for that. So as leaders, we know that we measure our team on their results. We know as leaders, we're measured on our results, whether it's answering to the board or to our boss or maybe to our clients. And so we all have these measurements in place. I believe that private accountability is driven by public accountability. So when you declare to someone that you are going to do something, you are more likely to get it done. And so the book talks about if you really want to focus your attention, tell someone what you're going to do because you don't want to let them down. Privately, you might let yourself down, but you don't want to publicly let someone else down. And so when you think about the power of that, and think about the fact that we have things like social media now, where people are declaring all these things they're going to get done, but because they told the world, they're more likely to get it done, right? So thinking about you know whether you are a company of one or a company of 1,000, looking for different touch points for all your customers it might be the simplicity of an email you send your email signature make it easy for people to find you it could be a cool voicemail message that you record it could be a fabulous out of office message that you send every time I go on vacation my clients email me just to see what I'm going to bounce back and say because I'm notorious for having crazy out of office messages there's so many things that we can do to pay attention to the people that we stand in service of and it could be if people were just thinking on this call every single time they touch a customer, every phone call, email, receipt, invoice interaction in store at the call center, whatever it is that they do, there are so many ways we can pay attention in different ways to not just get attention, but to keep attention.
1: Yeah. I love that. And I also love that I'm instantly thinking about all those little touch points you're talking about that, that garner attention in that way. They are little stories in and of themselves, and mm-hmm. and they ideally as well become those portable stories that people yes. say, "Oh, you should hear this person's out of office message," or yes. you know, this, this little moment of delight I got in this interaction that it was unexpected with with this brand I'm you know engaging with so right. it, they become those stories don't know those those moments mm-hmm. of attention become oh, those
0: absolutely stories. absolutely their stories and we have so many opportunities to show up in the world in a different way to tell our story so that the world hears us
1: I really think, you know, based on what we're talking about today, and I'm sure the listeners would agree that this is, seems to be a book that really everyone needs to read, right? Um, that's what people tell yeah. me,
0: Which is good for book sales. Just yeah, by the way. Right. Like we made number one best release on Amazon, which in the U S is like a thing, right? So that was pretty exciting to me. And you know, in our first week we sold like literally thousands of copies cause people realized, okay, I don't just need it as a leader. My team needs to read it as well. And that's, what's been so lovely for me watching what people are writing on their reviews and the social media love that they are sharing is how, yes, it is written very much for the leader, but one person particularly said, you know, I I realized I need to be a better wife. I need to be a better mother. I need to pay more attention to the people that I really care about. And, you know, Ben, many listeners probably would agree. We work as hard as we do to create a lifestyle for people we love. That's why we work so hard, many of us. And yet, unfortunately, it's the people we care about the most that sometimes get the leftovers. And that's what's really been interesting to me is where people are messaging me and saying, oh my gosh, I read the first chapter, then I had to put it down because then I realized I had to go pay attention to someone who I had been neglecting and you know if that's happening that makes my heart so full
1: yeah you've made me uh, think about and question a few things in my life too so you know, well, well done.
0: <laughs> like I said honey I'm a work in progress too so you're not on this journey by yourself
1: awesome Neen it's been a, a really great chat and I know my listeners have got a lot out of this as well but I'd love for for you to share where can people pick up a copy of the book and also connect with you or engage with you further
0: So in Australia, you'll be able to find it in the places where your favorite books are sold online as well. And you can go to neanjames.com as well. So you can find it where all your favorite books are sold.
1: Awesome. And neanjames.com is basically your home online where anyone can connect with you.
0: And lucky for me, there's only one Nean James in the world online. So that kind of makes my life super easy.
1: There's only room for one Nean James. (laughs) (laughs) Nicely
0: said, I love that. Nean, thanks
1: for your time today. It's been awesome having you on Engage With Story and good luck um, getting that book out there and in the hands of everybody who needs it, which as we've discussed is everybody.
0: Thank you. It's been a privilege. Thank you for everything you do in the world. It's
1: very, very cool. Thanks so much again to Neen James for joining me on the show. Now remember, all the links for this episode can be found over at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 48. And there you'll find links to her latest book, Attention Pays, as well as to everything else Neen has going on. And what did you think? Are you glad to got to know Neen a bit better? Me too i'm looking forward to following her journey further for sure all right here's a nice segue do you know one of the most effective tools to get attention online these days yep you got it it's video and i want to help you do video better for your business Now, I've put together a free foundations video course designed to help you better understand the fundamentals of effective online video strategy for your brand or business. The three part video series will step you through the roadmap to ensuring you know what videos to make and why so you can get started the right way with video for your business. This is my passion just like attention is Neen's passion and I exist to help you understand how to do video better for your business. So if you need help, jump right in for free and head on over to engagevideomarketing.com slash foundations. I can't wait to see you there. So again, I'm Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing. Thanks for joining me and listening to the show. I really appreciate your time. Until next time, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and go tell awesome stories.